It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, guys. Hey, <laughs> 99ers. Are you guys willing to change your fan base name? Because we have a new podcast on Patreon. Podcast like it's 1989. And we're looking to turn some of you 99ers into 89ers. That's the hope uh, that you're interested in hearing us talk about some of the best films of 1989. Uh, from Batman to When Harry Met Sally, Indiana Jones, Last Crusade, Field of Dreams, Major League with great guests like Tom Meissen and Liz Hanna, Joanna Robinson, Chuck Hayward, Brian Cogman. Uh, you can sign up at patreon.com backslash podcast like it's 1989. For $5, you'll get access to audio for all of these fantastic episodes. And for a few bucks more, you get video of our 99 episodes as well as our 89 episodes. Welcome to Podcast Like It's 1999. I'm your host, Phil Liskov. And with me today, I'm pleased to say, is uh, Liz DiCillo, uh, writer-producer from Sex and the City. She was on Smash, Sweet Bitter, Divorce, and author of He's Just Not That Into You. Thank you so much for being here, Liz. Oh, you're welcome. It's, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> so I, I, I want to sort of rewind a little bit. I, 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 you know, I don't know that the show came into your life specifically in 1999, but how did the show come into your life? And, and do you remember watching Sex and the City in 99? Um, no, I definitely was not watching it when it first came into the first season or the first right. two seasons. Um, because at the time I was a playwright in New York and I was really not interested in, I wasn't sort of one of those 
uh, writers that wanted to write for women. I was sort of like kind of right. almost wanted to make a point of not writing for women and just sort of not that not being my thing. Sure. For some strange reason. And then um, <laughs> I, so I, I watched an episode of where they all go to a, a baby shower. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, this is fantastic. And then I started watching and I was, I was just so impressed with the writing. I just loved it so much. So did you, I mean, I think that, you know, one of the things that's become, you know, a hallmark of this miniseries and certainly, you know, a hallmark of the show, but just sort of how groundbreaking it was for the time. It's still, it, you know, it obviously now some of it feels a little bit quaint, but at the time it really did feel like this groundbreaking show in terms of having these independently minded women, these, you know, that, that weren't sort of, that were breaking preconceived notions of what female characters in a romantic comedy setting could do. Is that what drew you to it? Do you feel as though it had an effect on your writing? Um, I just thought that the writing was just very funny and very sharp and right. wasn't the cliche of what women, you know, at that time p- women were being written and how they were, how they spoke. So I thought it was more just the basic, like just the, the just the, the excellence in how the dialogue was written was what really brought me to it. I mean, sure. uh, then when I got on the show, I was just sort of, it was very funny and fun to be involved in just how dirty, I mean, it really was, <laughs> it was like that really did strike me when I started working on the show. Like this is really very dirty. So <laughs> can, could you, could you give us a sense of, of what it was like in the room when it came to sort of breaking story and coming up with ideas and stuff like that? Um, yeah, you know, it was the best job in the world because we were, <laughs> Many of us uh, were women who were single and we would sort of start the day talking about what we did the night before. And it was perfect, perfectly appropriate to do so because we would be talking about who we saw, what, who we went on a date with and our love lives. And usually, you know, you're not allowed to do that in a job, but this was the job where you got paid to talk about your love lives and what you did the night before. And it would just turn into um, stories often um, uh, where Michael Patrick King would just start seeing where the sort of hot, hot, the heat was coming from when we'd start talking about these kinds of things. Sure. And, uh, yeah. So a lot of it had to do with us just coming from a very personal place. Sometimes there was lots of tears. Sometimes there was lots of laughs, but it's always very personal. It's felt that's where it started. It's, it's interesting that you say that because, you know, I, the, some of my favorite shows, it feels like those writers rooms tended to be a little bit more, Therapy sessions, I guess, is one way of putting it. You know, th- when when the writers are all very open about their own lives and and really kind of everybody is cathartically working through stuff, it just feels I don't know. I know it's unorthodox, but at the same time, it feels um, like a healthy way of of dealing with that stuff. Well, it's strange because it's it was my first job, so that's right. all I knew, and I was obviously to be expected. So then I ever since then, you know, going on to a new show everybody's sort of now it's, it's gotten very polite and everybody's like, well, I don't want to talk about, you know, my personal life, but however, and, and there's everyone's sort of ashamed to sort of say anything about what's going on in their lives because it's just not, that's not the what's right. needed or what's expected. And I'm always like, honey, do you know what we were talking about in, you know, back in the day? <laughs> like, yeah, it's okay for you to talk about, you know, your kid acting up at dinner time. Like it's really, it's okay. <laughs> Um, so, you know, in, in 1999, the show is, um, it's in its second season. Uh, the Sopranos is about to premiere its first season or has premiered its first season earlier in 99. Um, and obviously, 
you know, Sopranos and Sex and City are are still, you know, the perhaps the the brightest and biggest jewels in the crown at HBO. Uh, you know, they 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 broke so, so much new ground. They changed the way that that people watch television, the type of characters that have been quote unquote allowed to be on television. Um, when you were on the show, which I know is a little bit later in the run, but did you did you feel that? Did you feel like that you guys were at the tip of the spear when it came to sort of you know, a, a a romantic comedy, you know, that, that featured primarily women. Oh, yeah. I mean, when I got on, it was like sort of being a rookie that gets traded to the Yankees or whatever. I don't even know the expression. Right. Yeah, but, sure, sure. I mean, I was already, I walked, my first day of work was the day after they had won all these Emmys or one Emmy. So I, it was completely, incredibly intimidating and fantastic and horrifying at the same time. So they were, when I, when I came into, you know, they were at the top of the game already. Sure. Um, yeah. It's it, it, which which I imagine has to be pretty, as you said, intimidating. But at the same time, I mean, I, I can't even imagine what kind of a learning experience that must have been. Well, it's a very, it's a, it's a really good. I would hope every writer has an opportunity to work on a show that's incredibly well received and also well run, because you can believe that both are possible at the same time, and and you also see what the qualities are that make a success like that. And you sort of can, will always keep that with you. For sure. Um, Did you, I mean, when you were on the show, were there certain storylines or certain characters that you found yourself gravitating towards? I mean, one of the sort of big things is that uh, I was hired right after 9-11. So um, it was the season after 9-11 and those a lot of big conversations about what do you do uh, with New York, uh, after 9-11 and what do you talk about? What do you don't talk about? So for me, I was just gravitated towards all the stuff about New York City and and the love you have for New York City and what it's like to be single in sort of this time in New York City. So the first episode of the season I worked on, season five, was, you know, where she has a date with New York. And that was very right. sort of meaningful to me. And then her... Um, her going to a party where you dance with sailors was something that could actually come from an experience <laughs> that I had every, uh, every um, Memorial Day weekend. There was a fleet week that came to New York. So um, I was able to share that with everybody. But um, so, yeah, it was sort of like the New York centric stories that really kind of spoke to me at that time. Sure. Did you, um, I guess, sort of, did you find that you had to, Carrie is a different character, for lack of a better way of putting it, with the different guys that she's dating. And did you find that there were certain relationships? I mean, I know that that you know you wrote the episode um, with the post-it note, the infamous post-it note. Um, did you feel as though like writing Carrie with Berger versus writing Carrie with Petrovsky or something along those lines? Did you feel, you know, as though you enjoyed writing her one way or another, or were there different ways of of sort of tapping into the character? Oh, that's interesting. Uh, no, I don't think there was, I don't think anyone sort of saw her differently as a different character through, right. and I know that's not what you're actually saying, but yeah. through the different uh, men she dated, but there was definitely almost like a um, a different rhythm that she had with the different men. And that I remember in a lot of, there was a lot of conversation with Berger that they wanted to be very rat-tat-tatty and sort of a lot, a lot of really good banter, banter between them. Um, and then, Obviously, with Petrovsky, there was a sort of uh, a much more, much more where he was a much more overwhelming figure to her. Sure. So yeah, but it not necessarily, not necessarily, there was any 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 specific preference or anything. 
So um, I have to ask, did someone, did you know someone who broke up with someone with a post-it note? Is that a thing? Oh my gosh. You know what? I can't even, I know that there's other women on the writer's staff who will remember this. Basically, I remember the, I remember the conversation where we all talked about the worst ways we've been broken up with. Right. And, uh, and then we came to being broken up with on a post-it, but I don't know if it was anyone's specific um, experience of getting broken up with a post-it. I did not get broken up with on a post-it. <laughs> Okay. It's actually the one where she reacts to being broken up. Correct, with correct. It's the fallout of the post. And I have, and that's, you know, yes. Yeah, so I got to deal more with the anger uh, of broken <laughs> up in that horrible way. Um, I, I have to say, though, uh, you know, today I imagine that people are, are dumped via text like daily. I'm sure that that yeah, happens. Every, minute, every second of the day. Yeah. Every second of the day. Yeah. That's what you're talking about being quaint. Like, Oh, you had the, somebody respected you enough to actually hand write you. Like, <laughs> God bless. I know. Right. It's amazing. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I do feel like the show. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently. I asked Mint Mobile's legal team. If big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation, they said, yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, what the f- are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. You know, it starts pretty, I don't want to say light and breezy, but it's, it's certainly a lot lighter and it gets into darker or certain deeper, darker might not be the right word, but it digs deeper as the show progresses. And it's one of the things that I love about the show is um, that it doesn't shy away from putting these characters into challenging situations for the, you know, for themselves emotionally and physically and professionally. Um, Did you feel like that there was sort of a balancing act in terms of finding the humor and the depth that, that the show, you know, how how did you sort of approach that? I guess. Um, I don't think it was about any specific conversation, but I remember Michael being very clear about how you kept a show sort of staying in the same world in the same tone. Like no matter how far you go into the seriousness, there's a way to always come back with the joke or come back with the sort of like the cream pie, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think that's the key is that you, no matter how you can go pretty far out there, but you just know that there's ways to sort of signal to the audience. No, we're still in the show. She's still going to go and right. you know, get hit by balloons in her, in her head before, as she's walking out the restaurant, you know, like there's <laughs> ways to figure out. That's actually a specific thing. I remember that she had, a, there was a big fight and then Charlotte walks out and gets fights through all these balloons. I think it was, Charlotte. <laughs> anyway, that feels right. <laughs> I, um, so did you, I mean, I don't know about you, but at least for for myself, when I go into a a writer's room or go to work on a show, at least in the beginning, I try to 
find inspiration in things, if it's other books if it's, uh, or movies or television shows, whatever the case might be. Were you inspired by anything when it came to writing on this show? Um, you know, because I'd come in late and uh, I just watched all the episodes. Sure, sure. You know, I just devoured them all and I became sort of, uh, I was like brainwashed by the time I walked in. I was like, I want to wear fancy shoes and wear, I mean, I, was completely, <laughs> I completely had been uh, indoctrinated. So, um, so that's mainly what it was. I was just had to be really, really up to date with all the episodes and what was going on. Um, sure. The inspiration. Um, so here, I, 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 I'm very curious as to your thoughts on the movies. Have you watched the movies? Do you have thoughts on the movies? Um, yeah, I mean, of course I've watched the movies and I've, and my thoughts on them is that it's, I just, you know, I love the ladies and I love the movies and I love everything about everything. So it's hard for me to sort of be, have some, any kind of like very opinionated critical sure, sure. about things. I know that it's difficult I think that the only thing I guess maybe I would say is that it would have been great if at the time there was streaming video, there was more streaming services, like the, the idea to come be able to come back and do um, more TV. I think it, it's going to be great to serve the women to be served on a small screen again. I think there's something about perhaps people were, I know people had some complaints and I think maybe the feeling of them being on this big screen and having to tell these sort of big stories maybe didn't serve the stories the way people wanted it to. I didn't feel that way, but I think it's a great idea to have them come back on TV. That's for sure. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I have a similar, I mean, listen, I'm not, I'm not going to get in, uh, get into the tall grass on the movies with you, but I'll just say that um, similarly to you, I'm not sure that the format benefited them that much. I think that it's, you know, what I loved about this show was the 22, 25, 28 minute chunks of these people's <laughs> lives um, and the, the intimacy that comes with the television show um, that I think is lost when you put it on a big screen. So I'm excited as well for, for the revival to see um, how they explore these characters' lives uh, from this vantage point. You know, they're, they're, they're older and, and the world's a, a different place. So I'm excited to see what they do with it. Yeah. I am too. I think it's going to be, uh, I think it's going to be fantastic. So um, just to wrap up one last question, did you, I don't want to say, do you have a favorite character, but do you have a character that you, that, that, that stayed with you in a way that maybe the other ones didn't, or that you locked into in a way that maybe the others didn't? Um, I know no, it's a tough question. It's like no, asking, you know. Yeah, no, it wasn't. No, not as characters. I actually have very, like fond feelings for all the actresses. And so everyone, so I will ponder sort of <laughs> women's work, like, sure. you know, and how sort of like watching, you know, watching Kim Cattrall do her work and watching Cynthia Nixon do her, like, and Kristen Davis, and of course, you know, Sarah Jessica Parker, but like just missing getting to see them do their work and be so sort of enmeshed with their characters was really something I kind of, think about at times um but nothing in, in about the characters themselves yeah I, I think that it's you know i've been this is this will be the i don't know uh 17th or 18th episode that i've done so far and, and it is interesting to see how people um some people separate the actor from the from the character and some people are just so in love and enamored with the characters themselves that it's like they're they're the actor just doesn't even exist to some degree or another. Um, so I, I, and having worked on shows myself, I know that, that um, 
there's like there really is kind of a pretty thick line between the character and, and the actor. <laughs> you know yes. that they they really are two very different entities. So, yes. and I um, yeah, love watching them perform. I mean, I just remember that's like I remember just sure. really missing that of just getting to be in like sort of like uh, front row seats to their performances was really nice. Well, and and it's interesting too. Uh, you mentioned you know sort of the theater and what have you. There is such a, a theatrical component to this show that is so lovely. The, mm-hmm. the that 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 sort of high wire act of the characters being broad and funny, um, but grounded and believable. And it's, it's a, it's a, it's a testament to, to the four leads that the show continues to be as beloved as it is, because I think that what they're doing is just truly unbelievable every week. Yeah. And it's really funny to think, I mean, you just, who would have thought it would still be something people were talking about? I mean, I knew it would last for a long time, but not this long. Yeah, it's it's it really it, it's also, you know, there's some stuff obviously that doesn't date very well. And yet it's, again, a testament to people's love of the show that they're able to sort of be like, listen, it was a different time. And, and you know, I, I still want to be able to to love the 95 percent of the show that that still works. So um, it's it's really it's really special. So uh, and speaking of special, thank you so much for taking the time to, <laughs> to, to talk with us, truly. No, it was a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks, Liz. One last thing, please rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, Speaking of subscribing, check out our Patreon on all the best films of 1989, Batman, When Harry Met Sally, Fabulous Baker Boys, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, Ghostbusters 2, Field of Dreams, Major League, and many, many more. We are covering all the best films of 1989 with amazing guests like Joanna Robinson, Liz Hanna, Hunter Covington, Brian Cogman, David Iserson, and many, many more. All your favorite guests from our 1999 podcast are coming on to the 1989 Patreon. You can sign up for it at patreon.com backslash podcast like it's 1989. For only $5, you get access to all of these awesome episodes. And for a few bucks more, you get video of our 1999 episodes as well. Plus, there are other very cool tiers too, where you can even be a guest on our podcast. Also, please check out our Reddit as well at reddit.com backslash podcast like it's. We're also on Twitter at podcast like it's. We're also on Instagram at podcast like it's. Thank you to Ernie and Will for producing our episode, Sullivan for our social media, Yonkatas for our artwork and theme songs. And most of all, thank you all for listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.